Well, praise the Lord. It's good to be back in God's house this evening, isn't it? Amen. Well, I got some text messages before we started, and some folks weren't able to make it tonight, so let's be in prayer for them. But let's stand and start our service with prayer, just asking God to have His way. We love you, Lord, and we thank you once again for the opportunity to be in your house. We thank you for each one who's taken time out of their schedule to serve you and to worship you and to come together and to be encouraged and ministered to. And We pray, Lord, that you would do that very thing. We ask that you would minister to our hearts tonight, guide and direct every part of the service. May your name be glorified when the service is all done and over. May we have learned more about how to better serve you, and we'll praise you and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I wonder if you came to church with a praise or a song or a chorus upon your heart this evening. I do want to praise the Lord for giving me traveling mercies when my eyes were dilated today. And Amen. Even when I came tonight, I never drove with dilated eyes at night. The Lord helped me to make it. I thank Him and praise Him. Amen. I'm glad He ever saved my soul. Yes. I'm glad for the blood that covers my sins. I'm glad it's a reality. In Amen. My heart. Amen. Good. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? Yes. Amen. 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 Praise His name. Amen. He, he'll never give us more than what we can handle at one time. Thank the Lord. Amen. Anybody else? Praise the Lord. It's not necessary. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> it turns out that he had used 
The Lord. And he continues to read almost every week with, with her. Wow. His auntie, auntie, she calls him uh, like a fellow when she found out he was reading. And his dad is a, is a town drunker. So he's like, You guys have to come back. She said, Oh, we're going to go back. So uh, she just finished, uh, she was sick last week, so she didn't intend, but uh, this is her seventh active week of teaching. In fact, eight weeks ago she started. So they were able, they were blessed to be able to see that, wow. that miracle immediately, just the first introductory lesson to the Bible, just like Jesus did. It's amazing. It's good. Her sister um, had a fire along the buildings where she resides. The houses are right next to each other. They're very close in the city. And she was just praying that her house would not burn up. And the firemen protected it was a line, right? Where her house. And she told she sent me pictures and I posted it on Heaven's Blessings page that I told you about with on Facebook, the God's Conference. So um, I designed that page to witness the God's miracles because I think it's so important, you know. Uh, the Bible actually says that's the strength of just what we're doing tonight is our testimonies is you know the power of the blood of the Lamb and mm -hmm. the power of the testimonies. That's and good. Just, uh, people have God's power. He said in the last days that we're the spirit of God. So I'm seeing miracles almost every day. I hear about something. That's good. My hours got cut down to 32 from 40, and so I was only able to send my fiance like 100 bucks that week. I usually send her about 150, and so um, she didn't want to tell me she didn't have any rights. That's the main statement. They fix rights every morning over engagement countries, and that's a very important part of the day. All during the day, they sort of you know, little rise of everything. But um, so anyway, she was praying for for rice, and she didn't want to tell me she, she didn't have enough money to buy rice. Well, it turns out the lady I ran the room from got a check that she told she was told that she wasn't eligible for for four thousand dollars from the government. And so she walked up to me just right after I gave her hundred dollars the next day, and I noticed the check and said the cipher. And she walks up to me with a handful of 20s. And she goes, here's the And I go, no, that's your money. And she goes, no, I want to give it to your girlfriend. And she had no idea that she didn't have money. She didn't even know how much I'd sent her. So it had to be God. That's good. <laughs> so she gave me 160 bucks. I sent it off to her. She was very blessed because she could buy enough fruit and everything they needed. But also, she had donated a big bag of rice that she had to an older lady up in the mountains. And like $4 in the record was $2 in the water was $2 I don't want to keep going but anyway God is so good thank the Lord 
Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord He provides for our needs. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? Going once. Going twice. <laughs> All right, let's sing some praises to the Lord. One hundred and four. One hundred and four. More about Jesus. That's why we come together. That's why we have Bible study to learn more about Jesus. Praise His name. More about Jesus would I know. More of His grace to others show. More of His saving fullness see. More of His love who died for me. Aren't you so glad that He died for each one of us? I was listening to a message today from my grandpa that passed away some years ago. And he was talking about the Lord. He said, you know, if it was just one person, He would have came to earth to die and rescue that one lost sheep. He loves us each so very much. Thank the Lord. 104. <laughs> More of His saving fullness 
for me more about Jesus on his throne riches in glory all his own more of his kingdom sure increase more of his coming prince of peace more more about jesus more more about jesus more of his saving fullness see more of his love who died for me Aren't you so glad that we can hold communion with Him? Thank the Lord. Hearing His voice in every line, making each faithful saying mine. Talks about discernment, more of His holy will discern. Spirit of God, my teacher be, showing the things of Christ to me. Thank the Lord. Praise His name. Anyone else with a favorite? Number 19. In the course book, in the light blue course book. Number 18? 19. 19. <coughs> Which one? Okay. I've sang this one other time, but you have to help me. <clears throat> oh, the devil doesn't like it Cause I'm walking with the king Talking with the king Walking with the King, oh the devil doesn't like it Cause I'm walking with the King, every day I'm walking with the King Hallelujah, I'm walking with the King, talking with the King Walking with the King, oh hallelujah I'm walking with the King Every day I am walking with the King We better stand to sing this one. This is pretty good. You can't walk sitting down. <laughs> oh, the devil doesn't like it Cause I'm walking with the King Talking with the King Walking with the King Oh, the devil doesn't like it Cause I'm walking with the king Every day I'm walking with the king Oh, hallelujah I'm walking with the king Talking with the king Walking with the king Oh, hallelujah I'm walking with the King Every day I'm walking with the King Amen. Good to be walking with Jesus. Any others? 
All right, the Lord knows the way. Through the wilderness, all I have to do is follow. Amen. Aren't you so glad he doesn't ask us to sort it out? <laughs> Amen. Thank the Lord. My Lord knows the way through the wilderness. All I have to do is follow. sing that one too. Oh, stop and let me tell you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, stop and let me tell you what the good Lord's done for me. Oh, stop and let me tell you what the good Lord's done for me For He forgave my sins And He saved my soul He cleansed my heart And He made me whole Oh, stop and let me tell you What the Lord has done for me Oh, stop and let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. Oh, stop and let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. For He forgave my sins and He saved my soul. He cleansed my heart and He made me whole. Oh, stop and let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. Amen. You may be seated. I remember in the kids' class in our church back home, we used to have a stop sign that had that song on it. And then we had another one. I don't remember all the words to it. I would teach you that one. Maybe it's back there in the junior <coughs> church room, and it's a go sign. <laughs> Talks about going and telling the world. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Praise His name. Any others? All right, what about 306? 
in the praise and worship. 306. Thank the Lord that He can be our life, our joy, and our all, our strength from day to day. Amen. He can be our friend in trial sore. And true to Him I'll be. Oh, how could I this friend deny when He is so true to me? Following Him, I know I'm right. He watches over me day and night. Following Him by a day and night, He's my friend. Thank the Lord. 306. Jesus is all the world to me, my life, my joy, my all. He is my strength from day to day. Without Him I would fall. When I am sad, is all the world to me, my friend in trial sore. I go to Him for blessings, and He gives them more and more. He sends the sun Sends the harvest golden grain, sunshine and rain, harvest of is all the world to me. I want no better friend. I trust Him now. 
life's fleeting day shall end. Beautiful life with such a friend. Beautiful life that has no end. Eternal life, eternal joy, is my friend. Amen. Thank the Lord that He's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And a friend that lays down his life for his friends. And he says we can be his friends if we do whatsoever he commands us. Thank the Lord. There is such a confidence when you follow the Lord. Some people f try to follow feelings and follow what they think is best. But there's such a confidence that comes when we are following him and following his word. Praise the Lord. Well, I'd ask you to prepare your hearts to prayer for prayer as we lift up our prayer request, so we can pray in one accord. Maybe you have some things that's upon your heart. Uh, maybe some things that you've been facing you need the Lord's help with. Praise the Lord. It's good to be able to spend time talking to our Savior, isn't it? Praise His name. Maybe someone else has a praise on their heart. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I rely on that promise that's so clearly portrayed in His Word there in Matthew 6, that He knows what we have need of before we ask, before we even get it out of our lips. And sometimes we can't. Sometimes we can't get it out. Sometimes we don't know how to put it into words. Sometimes we don't know what it would take to fix a situation. But He knows. Thank the Lord we can roll it upon Him. Praise His name. All hearts clear. Yes. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord. Amen. We, we dig into the Word. We get excited about it. I, I don't ever remember. I sat under my grandpa's preaching all my life up until the day he passed away. All the, my, my home preacher was my grandpa. I heard every, every service, and sometimes there was more than one message, I guess, <laughs> the way he would put it. But he said, uh, he said, I tell you, he was talking about heaven and how good it's going to be and how good the Lord is and how merciful and loving he is and Got pretty excited about it. He said, I don't know. He said, that's something to get excited about. He said, I ought to, I ought to come down there and sit and let you get up here and try to explain it. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Amen. All hearts clear tonight. Yes. I, 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 I,
Good. To the page, and um, we, I was talking to a marketing exec. Well, she's actually hired by Facebook to market and give suggestions how to increase the, you know, the outreach. And um, we were we were just praising the Lord. I mean, I I gave God the glory because I don't know how to do marketing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's in my lack of knowledge that the Holy Spirit has taken over. Good. And we were talking about reaching people for like three cents per thousand, and the last post I did was three cents per ten thousand. So God wow. always multiplies. We just remember that the devil will bias by denominations by any way he can, but Jesus mm-hmm. and God always multiplies us. Amen. So that's good. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. It's good to. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just pushing my. That's good. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> Amen. I don't remember who it was. It's been a couple of years ago, and I met someone at a camp, and I lost his card. I had run across it here a few months ago and misplaced it again. I'll find it somewhere. It's still out there, I'm sure. But uh, he, he had pictures, a newsletter, about his dad's ministry and how his dad used to go, I don't know, out west to some of these villages, and he said he would set up these speakers. And I, I kid you not that the size of these speakers were great big and they were like the big I don't know the trumpet speakers and he said they'd have a few of those and he said he set up a tent and then put those on the top and he said you could hear it like for half a mile away you could hear the sound of it and he, he still had those speakers I said boy if I could get my hands on some of those <laughs> I don't know how some of the old timers did it you think of some of the outdoor services and even like John Wesley and some of those great men who uh, preached outside and those different settings where thousands heard it just had to be the Lord to take the voice and carry it which he's able to do he's the one that created the voice but thank the Lord amen all right well let's open our Bibles turn to the word turn to the bread of life Philippians chapter 4 Philippians chapter 4 How many is sleepy? Anybody sleepy tonight? All right, a couple of you are. All right, now I know who to keep an eye on. (laughs) All right, well, let's stand and take a deep breath. Ask the Lord to bless our time in the Word. We love you, Lord. We ask for your help tonight in the Bible study. Thank you once again for a copy of your Word, an opportunity to read it together and to understand. We pray that you would teach us just like you did years and years ago. Teach us, Lord, as we listen, as we tune in, as we read your word. We ask that your spirit would speak to our souls. Guide us and direct us through these passages. Help us to glean every spiritual truth and everything that you have for us tonight. For that will give you the praise and the glory, both now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Philippians chapter 4. Let me read through this passage again. I know we studied it last week, but the scriptures are so good, I just might need to refresh you a little bit. Beginning to read at verse number 1, he says, Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and longed for my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. And then skipping on down to verse number 4, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. 
Let, the, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, and whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned, and received, and heard, and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. And slipping down to verse number 13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Praise the Lord. That's enough to get you encouraged and excited and thankful. We've talked much about this. We've talked about the word true, and we've talked about the word honest. We talked about the word just. And now I believe that we're ready for the word pure. And we looked at some of that uh, last week and some of the references pertaining to the word pure and helping us to understand what it means to think pure thoughts. What are pure thoughts and what is it that God wants us to think about but it's things that fit each one of these descriptions. I like to call this the Philippians 4.8 filter. The filter for your mind. A lot of people would say, they'd say, well do you have a filter on your computer? Do you have a filter on the things that come into your home? And I would ask you tonight, do you have a filter on your mind? I've asked you that before, but it's so true. We need to be mindful. We need to be reminded to have a filter on our mind and to sift through, to try the spirits, not just to uh, meditate upon every thought that pops into our mind, but to make sure that it, it passes this filter. It kind of reminds me of that water filter we have over there in the parsonage. And I think it's called a reverse osmosis. And setting that thing up, it has quite a number of canisters, different kinds of filters. One filter gets this kind of uh, bacteria out. Another filter gets these kind of particles. And it has all these different filters. And that's kind of the way you could think of this passage. It has the filter of truth, honesty, just, purity, lovely, good report, virtue, and praise. That's pretty good. It's pretty in-depth, pretty thorough, isn't it? And uh, we need to be mindful, uh, literally mindful, of what kind of thoughts that we entertain, what kind of ideas that we allow to partake in our minds. We're stewards. We're stewards. God has blessed you with a mind. If you have a keen mind, whatever capacity of a mind that you have, God's blessed you with that. That's a privilege to have uh, the IQ that you have. And no matter where you're at, in your IQ, you have decisions to make on a day-to-day -day basis, and even more than that, a moment-by-moment -moment basis, where you go and what you do and what you allow to be in your mind. Um, I've said a lot about thoughts that get interjected into your mind about the enemy and about discerning and making sure that those thoughts that pop into your mind from the enemy uh, pass through this filter and knowing about God and His character and how God speaks and how He works and Knowing God's Word, it's important that we are in God's Word, so we know God's Word. So when a voice comes, though it may sound like it's the Lord's, we can pass it through that filter. Say, does this sound like the Lord? Does this sound like the Lord's voice? 
Is he saying the type of things that he says in the Scriptures? Is he saying the same type of things, or is he contradicting things that are in the Scriptures? And we can sort through some of that very quickly. Um, but I also think it's important, I've mentioned it before, but along these lines and along this topic of your mind, be careful where you put yourself. Be careful the things that you allow into your home. Be careful the things that you put before your eyes. Remember that little song? Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little eyes. Let's see, how is it? I forgot the last part of it. For your Father up above is looking down with love. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. And it talks about your ears. And it talks about your feet. Oh, be careful, little feet, where you go. Oh, be careful, little hands, what you do. Well, be careful, little mind, what you think. Amen? And if you're careful with your eyes and your ears and your nose and where you go and what you hear, uh, then that will help you to be more careful with your mind. Amen? So it's not just the thoughts that pop into your mind, but when you start to connect the dots, uh, as every newborn Christian should connect the dots with, hey, if I go here, if I go this place, and put myself in the place of temptation. I put myself in that atmosphere. If I'm not careful and, and walk down this place or find myself hanging around this group of people, that can make your challenges, that can make your temptations harder for you. God can give you victory, but God also wants to give you wisdom to guide you around those pitfalls. I've shared that passage in Proverbs. It says, Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. And I remember reading through that passage and thinking, I, I'm pretty sure that there's a deep meaning there, but I don't understand it. And I believe what it's talking about there is God wants to give us spiritual eyes and spiritual minds so that we can see the traps that the enemy has laid out for us. And we can go around those pitfalls and go around those traps and avoid those places. I've uh, started a trap line. My wife knows I've started trapping. Some people wouldn't say that this is trapping season, but if you're trapping mice and you're at the parsonage, it's all trapping season. And I've started to collect, well, I shouldn't say collect, I'm not keeping them, but I've uh, harvested some pelts already. If we need to make a rug, I know where we'll get some if, if times get hard. <laughs> but I'm trying to put those traps where I know that they pass through. And the devil will lay out traps in the places that he thinks or he knows that you'll be at or you'll go. And so we need to be mindful of that. We need to guard our hearts. Guard your heart by guarding your mind and guarding, guard your mind by guarding your eyes and ears and your feet and your hands and your friends and the atmospheres that you go to. Be careful about that. Maybe you have some things to share. This is an open Bible study and if you have thoughts along the lines of this topic or this passage, uh, this is a discussion. Amen. Good. That's good, that's true, and a lot of those, I don't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but it seemed like they were probably 
maybe 15 or 20 accounts in the Old Testament in reference to the tabernacle and the temple and the priest and everything was to be pure and everything was to be holy. That's good. I appreciate you pointing that out. A lot of these scriptures that I have for us to look through are just, uh, well, at least most of them are in the New Testament. There's some from the Old Testament, but uh, didn't, didn't feel like maybe we had time uh, last time or maybe even tonight to get into all those scriptures, but we might uh, because it is so good. It's so rich and helps us understand the kind of um, the contrast against with the world. Like um, Brother Weaver was saying last week, I believe it was, talking about how it's so hard to find an example of purity in our day and our age because everything is so contaminated. Everything is so darkened. Everything is so tainted with wickedness and evil is running rampant. Um, and it's hard for us to even comprehend oh, really what the scriptures means when it talks about purity and being pure. And I say hard to comprehend. I mean hard to maybe find examples, physical examples of things in this life because sin has entered into the world. And so we see the world through the sin curse. And can you imagine how uh, nature is going to be when God refines everything? The beauty. You go to the waterfalls now or you've been to the Niagara Falls and just the power of all the water or being to the ocean or a sunset or a sunrise. Some of you probably enjoy the sunset more than you do the sunrise. And some of you will get that later when you wake up. But all that to say that there's a lot of beauty in creation and that's even with the taint of wickedness or the taint of sin. Uh, so can you imagine, and I know you probably can't, but imagine what heaven is going to be like. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be gorgeous, pure, and holy. Everything that's pure will be there. We talked about Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. He's promised that those who have pure hearts will be the ones that make it to a pure place. Amen. Anybody else have anything to say? Yeah. Praying for what? Oh, pavement. <laughs> yeah. 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 Amen. something. We talked a little bit about that last week and about gold and how, I don't know if any of us have seen gold that pure. They say when you have, I, I forget what percentage it is, but I said gold 
when it gets by itself, if you can get it as pure as you can, it'll bow meld in your hand with your body temperature. If you hold it in the palm of your hand, you can hang on to it for a while and it'll become soft and pliable. You can actually make a dent in it with your nail. We think of gold as being like something harder, but I don't know how all that will work and I don't know that I've ever seen transparent gold like the Bible says. Uh, heaven is going to be like the street of pure gold. It's going to be something. The crystal sea. The description. Um, I think one preacher said, he said, uh, John trying to describe what heaven looks like with man's words and things that we've seen or had account with. He said it would be like taking an Amishman on a trip to New York to see the latest technology. And he said, then take him, drop him off with his buddies and let him try to explain it to everybody else that's never seen it or never experienced it. <laughs> Almost like another world. Uh, it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be grand. It's going to be worth it. Amen? It's going to be worth it. Praise the Lord. We looked at some of these passages. I believe we looked at Matthew 5.8. We looked at 1 John 3.3. 3. Um, Let's look at 1 Peter 1.22. 1 Peter First Peter one twenty two. Let me pick up and start reading here at verse number nineteen. Well, to get the context, I might have to start a little bit before that. It's hard to know where to pick up. <laughs> verse number eighteen. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Isn't that something? Love one another with a pure heart fervently. In order to love God rightly, you have to have a pure heart. In order to love your fellow mankind rightly, you must have a pure heart. We have to have a pure heart. Some people say, well, is the goal to have a pure heart? 
yes, in a sense it is. God wants us to have a pure heart. God wants us to be holy. God wants us to be without blame. He makes a reference in verse number 19 of the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. And those who gave the sacrifices in the Old Testament knew that that was the requirement to have a spotless lamb without blemish. But that was the precious blood of Christ in the New Testament. And he talks about how you've purified your souls. How? In obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren and then see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Anyway, that's beautiful, isn't it? Beautiful. Purified your souls in obeying the truth. You want to know how to purify your soul? Obey God. Walk in the light. Walk in the light. Anyone have any thoughts on this passage? Yeah, that's good. That's good. If you really love God rightly, you'll obey His commandments. The things of God's Word, the things in the Bible, you will walk in the light. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. To obey is better than sacrifice. He wants obedience. He wants us to walk in the light. Walk in the light of His Word. Let's turn to Second Peter. We're already in Peter. Let's turn to Second Peter, chapter three. This is one of my favorite passages in the New Testament. This Second Peter chapter three. I've dedicated verse eleven to memory. That's not our key verse this evening, but can't be this close without reading it. It says, Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be with all holy conversation and godliness? Beautiful. Reminds us. Chapter 3 talks about the promise, talks about the fire, and talks about the steadfastness. Kind of reminds us that all these things are going to pass away. Condenses it down. What kind of person should you be? What kind of person? What, what's the duty there? What kind of person ought you to be? And all holy conversation and godliness. You've heard me preach on that before. I don't need to preach on it again tonight. But we are going to look at this uh, verse number 1. Verse number 1 uses the word pure here. He's talking about the pure minds. He says, This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, Where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. It's hard to stop and not read the whole chapter to you. It's really good. If you want to get yourself spiritually motivated, read through that chapter. That'll do it for you. But he says he wants to stir up the pure minds by way of remembrance. And it doesn't have a whole lot to explain necessarily. 
but just to point out that the believer has a pure mind. And even a pure mind needs stirred up once in a while, doesn't it? Amen. Anybody have any thoughts on that passage? That's good. That's good. Amen. Well, it reminds me of what Brother Mike said last time, 100%. <laughs> Be in the game. You ever heard people say that? I, I haven't been around sports too much, other than being at some camps or some Bible colleges when they're doing the activities and they have people playing. And then one of the team members will holler out there and say, Get in the game. Well, they're in there. They're in it already. They're playing. They said, Get in. In other words, get yourself... At, involved in it put your whole being in it get get yourself acclimated get your head in the game and uh, be sincere about it be thorough it's good stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance be and be mindful of the words which were spoken by the holy prophets and the commandments of the apostles of the lord commandments through the apostles and it says here of us the apostles of the lord and savior so how do you have a pure mind, stay stirred up, stay obeying the word, stay mindful of these scriptures. Amen. Let it purify your minds. Any other thoughts? That's good. <laughs> you don't even have to look over there, do you? <laughs> Amen. That's good. Let's turn over to James, James chapter 1. I read this passage to you not too many weeks ago. I didn't preach from it, but I read it. James chapter 1, verse number 27. James chapter 1, verse 27. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Pure religion. Pure religion. You want your religion to be pure? You want to stand before God undefiled, unmarred, untainted? It's this, visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and keep yourself unspotted from the world. Amen? God commands us to be in a spotted world, but to be unspotted. And we need His help. We must have His help. It's His strength that keeps us. But by His grace, we can be spotless and blameless, undefiled before the Lord. Before God and the Father. He's looking on, like Mike said. He's right beside us. God's everywhere. He sees everything. He sees right in our heart. The Pharisees didn't know what to do with Jesus because he could see their thoughts. He knew the intents of their heart. And he would answer their questions before they even asked it. They had a deception in their heart. They were trying to figure a way and connive a way. And 
deceive the Lord and deceive other people and trick him and trip him up in questions. He already knew what was in their heart. <laughs> One time they looked with judgment and animosity and he said, why are you doing that? <laughs> Called him right out. You know, if you have an ear to listen to the Spirit's voice, he'll call you right out sometimes. It doesn't even have to get out of your lips. It doesn't even have to be put into practice. He'll call you out and rebuke you if you're close to him. Pure religion. Pure religion and undefiled. If there's pure religion, there must be defiled religion. There must be. As he specifies pure religion. If it, if it has to say true religion, there must be a false there must be fake. I think we can see that in the world around us. We don't have to look very far. Any thoughts on this passage? We're going to move on to the next one. Good. Praise the Lord. We're in James. Let's turn over to James chapter 3. James chapter 3, verse number 17. James 3:17. I'll start off here, verse number 14. But if ye have bitter envyings and strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envyings and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. It says the wisdom that's from above, the wisdom that's from the Lord, first Firstly, what is it? It's pure. Firstly, pure. The wisdom is pure. The wisdom is holy. That's how you know where it came from. Amen. James talks about wisdom. Betty man lack wisdom, says in the first chapter. Let him ask of God. And Proverbs talks about wisdom and talks about the search of wisdom. Seeking the Lord for wisdom. The Lord is the source of wisdom. And any wisdom that comes from Him will also be pure. Amen. And I think that's really what wisdom, uh, wisdom in the right sense of the word, has to be pure. It really does. There's no such thing as a selfish wisdom. It's not really wisdom. 
Anybody have any thoughts on that passage? Apocrypha. From, from the Catholic uh, version. And it's a book of wisdom, and actually Solomon is thought to have wrote that. And uh, he likens wisdom to the church bringing the knowledge of God to the unknown world, in other words, uh, to the center. So he also likened it, and you know, we're the bride of Christ. It also He also likened it to the family member of the woman bringing wisdom to the man. So <laughs> there you go. Where we, we think, you know, we've got kids we are in if he goes wrong. And the Lord goes, well, i got to make sure he knows my love and good in myself. That's good. There's a balance to that. So there's a reason why the man has a different reaction than the woman. Because there's a different place. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely is a... a woman's duty and a man's duty. And my wife and I had talked about that. And I've heard of people... You know, punishing their children out of wrath. And that's very ungodly. There's nothing in the scriptures that teaches a person that you should punish your children or punish anyone out of wrath. You're not, you're not really training them well. We talked about that. I said, I, I don't think I've heard of people uh, spanking a little bit harder because they're upset at their kids. And I said, I might need to go spend some time in prayer first. <laughs> Spend some time in prayer. Kids do need spankings. The scriptures is clear about that. And we are seeing a world that really is just the result of parents not training them and parents not spanking them. But I believe if you're sanctified and holy, you can be holy in your judgments that you pass and you can do it without wrath. You're not to have wrath. You're not to have hate in your heart. But that, when you're sanctified, can be taken out of you. Praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the other day she goes, I use wisdom, and, and since then I've told her that you know, the woman is to bring wisdom to the family. She goes, I use wisdom the other day. I tell them I'm going to put water on it. Is there? And I said, There you go. And you can do the church either. So it works. Good. So we don't have to actually have to be in the submission. Yeah. So, you know, a little boy that I think is sometimes he's nine years old, and he has a very bad temper sometimes. and He's driving in the car, and you know, I've got to watch him. He might pull the door handle open or anything kind of crazy. And I was praying about God, how am I going to deal with this kid? Because I just want to pick him up. If, I always say if it was mine, I'd just be his butt. But he'd see I'm in charge. And like I say, there have been that testosterone that I'm showing, you know. But, but God told me uh, just reach over and grab his ribs and take them. And, and when I do that, that completely disarms him because he doesn't know what to do with him laugh. So I'm not really you know, feeding him or treating him. I can't do that. He's not my child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't do what I would do. Yeah. My child, not that I would want to hurt them, but you know, you have to, this is where I school to talk. But anyway, God showed me another way to handle that so it would take his mind off of the, uh, the wrong thinking that he was involved in and 
Disobedience, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, he's probably going to do it just to get tickled now. <laughs> yeah, children's, their will does need to be broken. I believe in that. I believe there's ways to do that. And spanking is part of child rearing, raising up a child. Uh, pray for me that I would have wisdom. The Lord blesses us with children. I want to raise them right. And that's getting harder to do in this world. I gave you the story about a lady who told me that she, her, I don't know if it was a preteen or a teenage son, said uh, he was lipping off to her. And she said, if you don't stop talking to me like that, I'm going to spank you. And he said, what did you say, Mom? He said, I, she said, I'm going to spank you. And he said, Mom, you can't do that. She said, oh, yes, I can. I'm your mother. I can spank you. And he said, no, Mom. He said, they told me at school, they said, you can't do that. I'll call the police and get you in trouble for child abuse. And she said, all right. She said, to get in the car then. And he got in the car. He didn't know what to expect. And he drove her down, or she drove him down to the police department and went in there to the dispatch desk and said, I need to talk with the sergeant, with the officer. And the officer came out and she said, I need you to let you know. She said, when I, uh, I'm, I need to punish my son. And he says he's going to call the police. So when he calls you uh, because he's been spanked, I want you to know ahead of time what, what's going on here. And the officer said, well, what, what, what were you wanting to spank him for? And she said, well, he's smart-mouthing off to me, and he won't stop. He's very disrespectful. And the police officer took his belt off right there and handed it to the lady. He said, spank him. <laughs> he never threatened to call the police on her ever again. <laughs> he probably got more of a spanking than what he ever would have. <laughs> oh, boy. This is talking about wisdom from above, and that it is first pure. If you have wisdom and you think it's from above, and it's not pure, you know that it's not. That's one sure way. First off, you need to know and make sure that it's pure. My eyes went down to this passage, and I hadn't really prepared to read this one, but it's actually uh, back in 1 Peter chapter 1. And it's verse number 13. I think it just goes along with this. There's more of the context here than probably what we have time to dive into. But look at verse number 13 down through 16. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober. And hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Talks about girding up the mind. Girding up the loins of the mind. Um, I'm not a scholar, but they would tell you that back in the day, the way that the clothes that they wore were kind of a bit like a skirt. And I thought about how I would react to being back in those days. Of course, we're in 2020, and I like my pants. I just do. I wouldn't like to wear anything that was like a skirt and try to run in it. 
But they said when it come time to run or come time to make a swift action or fight in battle, that they would take that skirt of sorts and that they would tie it up so it wouldn't get down and trip them up. And sometimes we need to make sure we do that with our mind, gird up the loins of our mind. Make sure that nothing is going to trip us up. Make sure that nothing's going to hinder us. Nothing's going to slow us down or nothing's going to get in the way of what? Our pursuit to God. Our pursuit of His likeness. Because He says, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Who's the I? I have that I underlined in my Bible. That is the Lord. The Lord is holy, and we are to be like Him. We're to be like Him in all manner of conversation, it says in verse number 15. Just like obedient children. Fashioning yourselves according to, not to the former lust in your ignorance, but according to God, according to the one that's called you to be holy. Amen. He's called us to be holy. Gird up the loins of your mind in your pursuit to be holy. Don't let your mind hinder you. Don't let the thoughts that the devil would put in your pathway hinder you or slow you down. But be holy. Be pure. Have a pure mind. You must have a pure mind to have a pure heart. Amen. Thank the Lord. Any other thoughts before we close? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I believe that passage is in James. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Talking about running. Yeah, running. He, he uh, all, all the fear that involved in the woods here. Uh, he had, he actually has been able to pay every one of his employees to stay home if they needed to. Not one of them has gotten sick. And he points out, you know, that his, he has a lot of faith, and he believes in that faith for all his employees. And not one of them has gotten sick. He's been able to pay everyone. And the Bible actually has a passage that says that um, no illness will come nigh thy well. So we have an assurance from God that, you know, that if we're walking in the way of faith, that, you know, nothing will overcome us. It's not that we won't fight it, but, you know, it's not going to be an overcoming thing that we can battle against it be successful. So Amen. stay positive and don't fear. So he doesn't give us a mind of fear. So I, I remind myself of that all the time. And probably because I speak too much about the Bible with one of my hours because of the news I heard. Persecuted for Christ's namesake. I don't care because, you know, eventually, what's really bothering them when they hear the truth is they're getting under conviction. And that's a progress. Mm -hmm. That's not really something for me to run from. Yeah. You know, it's a Tell them it's not your fault. <laughs> that's good amen thank the lord we don't have to be under fear there may be things that happen and i think it's in luke chapter 4 that says 
You know, God doesn't choose to heal every person. Sometimes His will is that they would face the temptation, and face the valley, and face the battle, and come out victorious. That God would help them to grow through that and learn and, and be encouraged. And I, I don't remember the, the exact wording of it, so maybe I should just turn to it because I make reference to it, but I don't... Uh, let's see here. It's in Luke chapter 4. Let's turn to it real quick. Uh, I'll begin to read at verse number 21. Luke chapter 4, verse 21. You'll see, if you have a red letter edition Bible, some of these are the words of Jesus. It says, And he began to say unto them, this is the words of Jesus, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. And then, of course, it says, And all bear him witness, and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? And he said unto them, speaking of Jesus, Ye will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. And he said, Verily I say unto you, No prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth, Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elias sent, save unto Serpia, unto a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elias the prophet, and none of them was cleansed, saving Naaman the Syrian. And all they in the synagogue, when they heard these sayings, were filled with wrath, and rose up and thrust him out of the city, and led him unto the brow of the hill whereon their city was built that they might cast him down headlong. But he passed through the midst of them, went his way. Passed through the midst of them, went his way, and came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath day. Pretty interesting. Sometimes we can get to thinking that God just wants to heal everybody and fix everybody, but God, He has a greater purpose. His ways are much higher than our ways. He doesn't always heal every person, though that we would like it. And that, that's been something that uh, had to challenge me again, think, seeing Keisha been sick for so long. and say, well, why, why is she sick? You know, we should anoint her and see, see that she is healed. Uh, but God has a greater purpose. And that, that wouldn't be the first account that God just lets man do everything that he can. And then when God touches and God comes on the scene, you've read the story in the Bible about the lady who spent all of her life savings, everything that she had, trying to get fixed by man's way. And sometimes I'm glad that God does use man's way to help us get fixed. <laughs> I've run across, I guess maybe not personally met, but heard of um, some doctrines that don't believe in going to the doctor they don't believe in going to a hospital for any reason, going to the doctor for any reason, and they have family members that die uh, from things that could be prevented. Uh, the scripture doesn't say that. It doesn't say go, go to the physician. I believe, uh, if history is correct, that Luke was even a physician, but yet a great disciple and a great apostle of the Lord. Uh, so God uses different ways, but our trust must be in Him. Amen? If He wants to teach us anything, it's the simple lesson that He is trustworthy. No matter what we have to go through, 
and that He won't put anything on us that we can't bear. And He doesn't uh, allow us to be in any temptation without making a way of escape. It's kind of like the guarantee that if you should find yourself in a building uh, that's on fire and the smoke is thick, that there will always be, look for the exit light. Look for the exit light. Get in any preaching where the service is long. Look for, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's stand tonight. <laughs> we love you, Lord, and we thank you that you're holy. We thank you that you're pure and that your wisdom is holy and pure and that our minds and our hearts can be holy and pure and that we can see you in a pure and a holy place called heaven. We ask that you'd be with each one of us, guide us and lead us. Help us to be purified through the obeying of the word day by day. Speak to our hearts, guide us, direct us, give us wisdom, that pure wisdom from above. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You're dismissed.